0: Hello, this is Daniel Vayan with the Book of with the Book of Wrestling podcast. Um, by the way, I'm on Twitter at the Wrestling Pod or just Wrestling Pod 31. Let me look to make sure of that. Wrestling book thirty one. I'm also on Instagram. Um, uh, with the book of wrestling pod, and I'm on Facebook. So um before I go into the Earl like part of the podcast let me start off by saying how I had estimated that the Yankees would win their first game last night by 6 runs by the end of the 6th inning which is actually how the game ended, and I thought that was strange because it's usually a nine inning game every game. So I thought that was strange. But however, what I was going to say is. Excuse me. I'm having a pup. I'm having a. Uh I'm not really sure what these are called Banana Pumps, I think And, uh I was gonna talk about Yankees game, and I realized That there's o- there were only two games And I didn't really Have an opinion on the second game So I didn't, because I didn't watch it, I only saw the news score. I don't really know how many, um, outs they had on both sides. of fact I'm going on the baseball website right now however there is a news site Okay, good, I'm glad I I looked at the uh, news part of the MLB website, because this helps me a lot. The 2020 MLB season, that's how they started in this writing. It's officially underway, at least for four of the 30 teams they put Gary Cole and the Yankees. Um, by the way, it rained for people who didn't watch the game. It rained, so that's why the game got cut short. Which is about what I was thinking. Because when I used to watch baseball games, it used to always get cut short due to, due to rain. Then out west... Um, Mookie Betts first Dodgers hit and daring base running play helped to lead the 7-time defending National League West Champions past the past their rival the San Francisco Giants. They play again tonight but yeah, these other 13 matchups all are of the same opening variety the action will begin in Queens with the Mets Jacob DeGrom looking to start a run for his third straight National League CY Young Award or Cy Young Award as he takes on the Braves there is plenty more intrigue across this slate they will have Two debuts of new players with Nick Castellanos and Mike Moustakas with the Reds versus the Tigers. I'm trying to pronounce this last name. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. RIU is how it's spelled. And he's going to debut with the Blue Jays as they go against the Tampa Bay Rays. Josh Donaldson will debut with the Minnesota Twins as they go against the White Sox Chicago White Sox and Madison Bumgarner will debut with the Diamondbacks to go against the Padres and even though this pandemic um changes the dynamic in every way possible from having packed crowds or sometimes half packed crowds to no crowds at all it's still playing for them because that's their job which everybody needs a paycheck so it so it helps them and since we can watch at home or read about it on the internet makes it even easier for us to get to stay to Stay tuned, so to speak. Well, I have a minute left talking about baseball. They said that they ex- they had announced last night that they expanded to 16-team playoff field for this season. And the breakdown of all 14 Friday matchups, and they're all Eastern Standing Time, is going to be live on MLB TV. And the ones that are going to be broadcast nationally are going to be on ESPN. The first ESPN games will be the Atlanta Braves against the New York Mets. 3:10 3:10 today on ESPN. Opening day. And I'm going to read this, then I'm going to go on to something else. Has been the Mets' time to shine as the franchise ranks first all time in winning percentage, 0. .655, in the first game of the season, <laughs> including victories in 38. Of the past 50 past 50 openers, in each of the past three, it also helps to have Jacob Degrom on the mound, as he looks to become the first pitcher to win three straight Cy Young awards, since Randy Johnson, who won that who won three years in a row back in, from 99, 1999 till 2002. The Braves will counter with 22-year-old Mike Soroka, who will be the franchise's youngest opening day starter since 1878. Wow, that's a long time ago. Soroka, who had the National League's lowest home run rate last year, will have to contend with slugger Pete Alonso, with fresh off setting. Fresh off, setting MLB's rookie home run record fit for 53. Let's see. I'll go to NBA News. I'm sure hoping to fill five minutes worth of that. Um, as far as my favorite teams go, I didn't even know NBA was starting. I thought it's supposed to start next Wednesday. So, this is a surprise to me. Um, the San Antonio Spurs. Lost twenty one points to Milwaukee. But I'm looking at news. I'm looking for news. These are probably scrimmages. So the real so the actual um season may start in a few days like I think. Um That's one thing about, oh yeah, news right here There's a report of the Houston Rockets team member Austin Rivers leaving campus for family matter NBA campus He left game scrimmage early to an urgent family matter so that means this is big time means that it was an emergent an emergency in every sense of the word and the person who reported this is Shams Sharaniah of the Atlantic athletic but he is expected to return to the campus sometime this weekend the team take on Toronto Raptors. 6:30 p.m. Their first scrimmage game for both teams. Now that's interesting. This is my best way to keep up with them because even though I like watching it, I don't really know um all that much about them as far as he is concerned. And I'm not saying I don't care. I care. I just I don't watch enough, and probably because it is. So, um, because it is so constant, and I really can't put it any other way, but I really don't know if I've ever seen him play, so that's why I like reading about him when they they talk about the stats that they have. He is a key reserve for the Rockets. He averaged 8.5 points, 2.4 rebounds, 1.6 assists in 23.4 minutes per game. And that would be. Wow. I think that's the first half per game. Means he didn't in in the first half of every game. It's a big deal. The team has several, seen several of its guards come back into the campus recently. And it's also all star guard Russell Westbrook. He cleared their COVID protocol and returned to practice after he was away because of the COVID test, positive COVID test. Also, they have MV, Kia MVP winner James Harden, who arrived and started practicing with the ch- team earlier this month on the 14th five days after the rest of the team arrived rockets did not disclose the reason for horton's absence i think that took five minutes three so i'll go on to i'll go on to the nfl i know that there's not going to be any Preseason season for the NFL. So. All I would have to do is just look for any news. That would be important. And I'm really making mistakes. Right here. I really should be looking. According to the teams. That's what I should have been doing for baseball and basketball also. Um, My personal favorite team is the Steelers, so I'll go there. football part, the sport part of the team. There's some good news as sport as far as um how the roster they have, there's even better news about helping others. So because we're in a time when people seem to wanna hear about Helping others, I, th- I think I'll read about that. Because sometimes it's hard to know what to read about. Since people like to hear good news, so I don't want to talk about helping others. internet speed so it's um it's getting hard to uh bring that up Ben and Ben Roethlisberger and his wife Ashley and Vince and Candy McDonald they know the families are hurting right now they know there is a need for the basic necessities just uh, simplistic as bread and milk so, so still so many people impact being impacted because of the covid pandemic That need, that lack of resources for so many, the reason these two couples have teamed with covoy of Hope to help those in Western Pennsylvania. In particular, those in the Newcastle community, where Ashley and Rothesberger grew up. And in a quote by Ben Rothesberger. Percy said, we want to help the community. This hey, is my man. wife's community. I'm recording. Hold on. Hey, been... I just... Okay. So, what he had said after that being his wife's community is where she grew up in Newcastle," He said, Roth is very We did one a few weeks ago at Hinesfield, so to be here in Newcastle to help the community, it's a way we can show our kids and the next generation it's about love and helping others. It shouldn't be about us. The more we can do, the happier we are. Uh, the Rothesburgers, McDonald's, and Convoy of Hope worked with Jubilee Ministries International, nourishing others' well being project in the Christian Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania to host a drive through food giveaway for up to 1,500 families. Their path, he said, and I quote, we are passing out a lot of food, said Van, said Van Rothasberger. We are boxing everything up. I saw the crazy amounts of personal hygiene stuff, food, baby food. We are excited to see the joy on people's faces. These people are in so much need that their cars lined up for more than a mile before the distribution even began. Further highlighting how strong the need is. And McDonald said, It's not about us, it's about others, lifting up and being compassionate. With all the craziness of COVID, there are a lot of people that need help. Being able to do this, bringing Convoy here and getting involved with the local churches and city of Pittsburgh and surrounding cities has been amazing. It's cool to have another truck here for truck. For trucks of hope we want to have more in the future there were over 8,000 boxes and bags of food there were over 8,000 boxes and bags of food available through the Burgers and McDonald's working with farmers and to families program and Convoy of Hope each family will receive fresh milk Quality dairy products, pre-made frozen meals for children under the age of 18 years of age Groceries dry goods and boxes of fresh produce Okay There's a lot more but I just think this is great for them not just to help people are struggling but also Churches too. I think that's really great Let me check the uh time here okay I think I went a little bit overboard on how long I was supposed to do the news site the news so um I'm gonna do my best to look at um when I'm able to get the website up go straight into the news sections because oh this is something I can read. The Pittsburgh Penguins going to have um, a game on the twenty eighth of this month at three o'clock p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network, also regular NBC, um, and. I'm really not sure if uh, there. I'm not really sure how to get to news. So I'm so used to looking at this. Um, okay, I just got to the news. For everything and I think the insider Would probably be the best option Wow Stanley Cup qualifiers have players backing For a different kind of tr- trip This was um, on the 23rd of this month uh, Let's see this was yesterday. So that means that that game I just looked at is going to be tonight, if I'm not mistaken. This was written by um, Emily Benjamin, which is a staff writer for NHL.com. And this is Patrick Kane, who is... Part of the Edmonton team who qualified for the Stanley Cup, he was. Even though he was, he, um, even though he has a lot of things to add to that he brings to the team, he's less than lightening his load to one weight. He's planning on leaving his Xbox Xbox at home. Okay. Oh, I get it. Because of how he was... Isolated, he felt like he was playing it too much. He said he doesn't want to bring it with him. And I can understand that. Because... With all the COVID things happening... Self-isolation, instead of... Being isolated for... Having a sick for being sick with COVID, you isolate yourself. It's not good for for yourself for others So I understand him leaving his gaming system at home He he is a Chicago Blackhawks forward Oh I'm sorry I just real I didn't, I guess I wasn't paying attention. He, they were talking about literal things. I'm sorry for people who's going to listen to this later on. And Edmonton is obviously where they're going to qualify, where they're going to try to qualify for the Stanley Cup. He said he thinks there will be enough to do. Whether it's watching TV shows, hanging out in the Lodge, watching hockey games, or watching basketball. So not only does he play hockey and probably is a fan of it, but he is also a fan of basketball and things of that nature. On Sunday, all 24 teams that will compete for the Stanley Cup under the NHL Return to Play plan will arrive in either Toronto, which is the Eastern Conference hub city, or the Edmonton Western Conference to prepare for the qualifiers and qualifiers are going to begin on August 1st because the season was paused March 12th due to the COVID concerns. The players will be required to stay in a safe zone so they will be spending the majority of their time at the hotel and arena, some of them for more than two months. The qualifiers will be followed by the Stanley Cup playoffs, the first two rounds also taking place in the two hub cities. Each conference final and the Stanley Cup final will be held in Edmonton. So though not every player in the NHL is addicted to gaming. Xbox and PlayStation consoles, a plenty will be tucked into suitcases for the trip from players' home cities to their new homes. But it's not all that players are planning on bringing. In addition to the usual items for road trips, the toothbrushes and deodorant, the underwear and socks, iPads and laptops, there will be much, much more. And there will be more opportunities to forget something crucial. And the next person they mention is Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Ryan McDonough. Oh, that's right. He said, make sure you've got all your chargers, electronics first and foremost. Which is why it's not not only the on-ice portion of the return to play plan that's making players sweat. I've had some anxiety about packing already, honestly. Nashville Predators forward Colton Sissons, I think that's how you say that, said more than a week before he was set to head to Edmonton. But for some, it's easy. For instance, Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin said it's his golf clubs. That, that he said he'll find me putting in the hallway. The Florida Panthers forward, Brian Boyle, said he'd make sure to find room for a putter and three golf balls, a way to pass the time and keep his skills short. Courts are popular, as are yoga mats, foam rollers, supplements, healthy snacks, board games, and musical instruments. The last one is nothing new for Washington Capitals goalie, Braden Holtby, who brings a travel guitar on every road trip. Maple Leafs defenseman Cody Cece is contemplating packing a keyboard, though he said the size could make it tough. Okay, I'll stop right there. Um. For people who watched Um Not just this here WWE but I'm trying to remember The year I think it the year that Goldberg was Inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame He was joined By people like Team 3D Jeff Jarrett Um Rock was going in the celebrity wing. Uh Good So that year Along with Everything else going on With the Hall of Fame and everything I think for about Two years Maybe a little less than that The Miz was really on a high roll I say a high roll, I don't know who else to say it He was on a big roll With the Intercontinental title, how long he kept it And back then Dave Jonathan Coachman was still with ESPN And he was doing a segment on Depending on the um, night it was, it could have been, could have been a Tuesday or could have been a Thursday or something, because I think when they started, when they decided to go live and they split the brand, when they split the the two brands, or when they split the two shows into two separate brands, I think they might have done it on a Tuesday night or something, which is why they were going live. And, during that time, they would do a post-show called, I think it was, uh, Talking Smack. And the reason that it, that, that was good was because you could see that it was not as scripted, so it felt more real. Closer to reality. And, one week, on Off the Top rope. Jonathan Coachman brought on The Miz and with his wife, the Maurice, and just asking him what that scene was about that he did with Daniel Bryan, where Daniel Bryan was calling him a coward for breaking rules instead of fighting, and it looked like he would run away, and he was saying how... Um, the main point he had made on both talking smack and on, a off the top rope is that they, he felt like because of how important that IC Intercontinental title has been since its existence, since it first came out, he felt like the focus, whether it's him or somebody else, whoever holds that title should be spoken about. So first he said first he accused Daniel Bryan of being a coward for not for not getting physical because at that point in time he had remained retired. And you could see how true it was because he was not the same Miz. This looked more real. And what got me to thinking when you do a top ten list or when I do a top ten list of champions, I look at, like I said, last time I spoke about the TV title reigns that people had, I decided to look at how long each champion held the title, and I always look at the first reign that people have, because that's usually an indication of how they can hold other title belts. Um even though Ric Flair held the U in one of his US title reigns he held it for almost a year, I think, or almost two hundred days. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So even though I don't know the tenth wrestler to list as US champion, I decided to compile the list of people that I think are deserving of that honor, top 10, and I'm gonna talk about it and if you, when I go get the, the list. Okay, so, turns out that For. far as how long you keep a title, what I would think would be. Number one on the list is Nikita Kolov I actually had to Rewrite the list a couple of times As far as 1 through 10 Okay, here we go As far as the list of US champions goes the first name uh, at first I thought it was blackjack mulligan cuz I didn't know I didn't think anybody would do more than 217 days in those days being US Champion so I kept on looking down and I saw Jimmy Snook 231 days so I thought he could have been number one then I saw Nikita Kolov 328 days so I said that that's number one and I'm still not sure who number nine is at this very moment which is why I'm going to do what somehow I already have it up here it's strange go down um 231 days for Jimmy Snuka at number 2 um 217 days for uh hold on hold on sorry Remember I said, I said I had to redo this a couple of times. Well, no, no, I was right. 217 days for Blackjack Mulligan. To 193 days for Roddy Piper. That's a uh, mate, that's put hit that puts him And number four. Number five is Harley Race. Who is the first champion. He held it at 183 days. Sergeant Slaughter. Um. I've. I'm. I'm sorry. Sergeant Slaughter held it at 229 days. So you just go up and. He's actually number two, and Snuka's number three. Then Mulligan's four, Roddy Piper's five, Harley Race is six. Um... Tully Blanchard... Hold on. Greg Valentine at seven. Tully Blanchard is at number eight at 130 days. Six Slater is at nine at 129 days. And Magnum TA is at number ten, and under twenty dice. Um, I hope, hope y'all understand that I put I put that those I put that at one through ten because that is how I believe. Um. Because it was their first reign, not their second or third, that's why I believe, um, that they were such great champions. Nikita Kolov, um, I had only really seen one match of his, and I can see looking back at that match, it was a tag team title match. Himself and Sting against Double A and Tully Um You can see now why he lasted as long as he Did as champion he was He was a very good wrestler as far as The traditional style Which is like the armbar and things of that nature And So I can see why he held it so long Something else Oh yeah I did last talk about the Great American Bash and I think that was a mistake to go that far ahead. So what I'm gonna do is go back go back a little bit and actually I'm going to start talking about shows one year after another, because when you when you see Twitter polls on podcasts like uh, 83 Weeks, what happened on Monday? If there is a if there was a pay per view that became a series because it was so popular, they would do they would give you an option of four years in a row, and whatever won the Whatever won the poll would be the first discussion and sometimes it was out of order so I want to be in order. So I'll just go back to uncensored pay-per-view and go from 97 to 98. this for me is that since it's been so long since I watched a lot of these shows it's going to be fun to see uh, if I remember any of the matches or not so actually let me restate that I'm going to go out all the way to the beginning of 1998 Talk about the road to sold out. Then I go to uncensored ninety eight, but, but I was be honest. I haven't seen it for so long I'm not sure if I should talk about the pay-per-view so I'm gonna separate I'm gonna do this in two separate episodes CW sold out '98 is whenever is Bret Hart versus Rick Flair. About a month before this um the wcw title was vacant after sting won the title from hogan after bret hart decided that he wasn't going to stand for what he thought was an unfair count by nick patrick so Then, the night after that, as I recall, they decided to have a rematch, and there was no conclusive, um, decision made. So, at their Thursday show, which was probably the first show ever, Hogan thought, because of the three count, I said there was no decisive count, well... Because they suspended Nick Patrick on screen before Thunder, um, the count that happened on Nitro was vacant, was not, it didn't count, so they said that it was vacant and that's probably what J.J. Dillon was talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, Think they were in the midst of crowning a U.S. champion in a tournament, or crowning a number one contender, and this was when Diamond Dallas Page was really, really getting going and being popular with the crowd and everything. And so the first match was Jericho against DDP. Oops
1: here tonight, I got the feeling that I owed somebody money. Everybody was getting ready to glad hand me. The executive chairman of WCW's executive committee, J.J. Dillon, we went off the air last Saturday night, big controversy. As a matter of fact, that controversy, bigger than the controversy right now you see on the sports page, who's national champ, Michigan or Nebraska? Who is the WCW heavyweight champion? Hollywood Hulk
2: Hogan or Sting? Well, I think right now Sting is the champion as it stands at the moment, and I would like to clear up a few things. And I would like to first apologize for what happened last week. But we did have a set time frame for Nitro from Baltimore, and due to programming constraints, we were forced to leave the air. But as you and I both know, uh, the cameras did continue to roll. Uh, there was a near riotous situation that took place in Baltimore that really—they oh, they came on glued up uh, there. It almost got out of hand. Uh, the representatives. Uh, wrestlers from WCW had filled the ring. There were representatives from the NWO. It was chaos and pandemonium. And uh, I had hoped that we would have the footage to be able to show here tonight, and I I have to apologize that we don't. But I do have some good news because a judge uh, has it in his chambers. Uh, The NWO uh, attorneys try to get their hands on it. WCW attorneys try to get their hands on it. Right now it is locked in judges' uh, chambers. We cannot show it but I've been given an assurance that it will be released within 24 hours.
1: That tape will be released for, uh, I guess, public consumption within a 24-hour period. That is great news. When are we going to see it?
2: Well, that's uh, another bit of good news that I have, because this Thursday on TBS at 8.05, they will be unveiling a new program called Thunder. And if you tune in TBS this Thursday...
0: There you have it this was before thunder started so not only will i be talking about this but i'll be talking about thunder so it means i have two episodes a week to talk about from now on and th- as far as talk as far as so as far as the sold out pay-per-view is concerned because i'll be talking about this year and then i'll be talking about 1999 So, no. I'll just be talking about this and going back to the year 97. Okay, there you go.
2: Tuesday night at 8.05 for Thunder, you will see in its entirety the footage of what took place after we went off the air last Monday. So, if Sting feels that he has a valid claim for a victory in that title match, we'll see it. If Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Bischoff and the NWO think they have a valid claim, we'll see it. You people will see it in its entirety, and you be the judge. All right, let's go
1: back to where the controversy began. It was a week ago last night at our nation's capital at Starrcade, that controversial Nick Patrick 3 count
2: in the match between Hogan and Sting. Gene, uh, we've met with representatives of of TBS this week, and in an unprecedented move, an agreement has been reached that also as part of Thunder this Thursday, you will see pertinent footage of what took place from the actual match at Stargate And I'm not talking about still photos, I'm talking about footage, actual, video tapes. actual footage. You will see the three count from Nick Patrick, you decide for yourself, you'll see the intervention from Bret Hart, you'll see the whole thing that took place. Great news, I know a very busy evening for the Chairman of the Executive Committee, J.J.
1: Dillon. Tony, back to you Michael.
0: Oh This might have been When Krugerico was uh He had just started turning heel So He brought out a suit For David Penzer to wear as a replacement for the suit he tore Week before Actually, he didn't. Wow, this was a week after his heel turn. Wow. Means he lost to Diamond Alice Page. The Nick Lambrose delivered a prepared statement. Bill Goldberg beat Stevie Ray. The Barbarian had to beat John Ward. Bischoff addressed Larry Nabisco. He said that Larry Nabisco um... Actually, I think he lost Larry's Abyss, so I don't know what he could have addressed right there. So,
1: yeah, I want to be quick to point out that we are all still here at the Georgia home with WCW Sunday. <clears throat>
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to stop right here. In my dad's home, so I'll just put part one on the on the name of this episode, and I'll come back later on. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>